No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Welcome into the Friday edition of Noble with Chris, Crespin, and Simone, the gang, all back together again on a Friday. Gentlemen, we made it to a Friday. Everybody doing good here? The week's almost over. The weekend's here. Feeling good, my friend. Feeling oh, good yeah. on a Friday? You guys. You're in Simone. I, I, you know what? Uh, you're, good hair day for you today. A-plus wow, hair gray for Jordan Simone today <laughs> thanks, on the program. <laughs> you know what? It, it's tough to be the anchor of this show when it comes to hair, but, you know, I got to yeah. show up every day. I got I to gotta put my herbal essences in, and, and you know, I just got to take it one day at a time. You know, in every uh, show. I, I, I penciled you more for a head and shoulders kind of guy, the, the Mahomes, Troy <laughs> Palomalu guy, but maybe maybe I was wrong. Every show we do, gentlemen, I see more of the cul-de-sacs creeping in, and that's that's just that's brutal. I always had, you know, thick hair. Look at the eyebrows, right? I mean, good guy. The gray's coming in, hair. too. You I know, fox. the gray's coming in. But, the, you know, the salt and pepper looks all right. You know, the, the George Clooney's, that's not terrible. But, man, they, they're starting to get the cul-de-sacs there. Oof. Every time I'm on camera, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Where's the time going? I'll tell you All right, so it's a good hair day for Jordan Simone. Mm -hmm. Everybody's feeling good on a Friday. Gentlemen, <laughs> let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the program today. This is the one they're talking about. Well, it was, uh, it was a bit of a dumpster fire last night. No, I'm not talking about the final presidential debate. It was the Thursday night football game between the Eagles and the Giants. As the Eagles survive, they come back in the fourth quarter. And they beat the Giants 22-21. to 21. And Jordan Simone, this game, quarterback-wise, was a mess. Would you rather talk about Carson Wentz playing hero ball, running all over the place, or Daniel Jones rumbling, bumbling, stumbling his way down the field? <laughs> yeah, I, all I could think about on that play, the 80-yard run that he had where he fell, is the film session on Monday is going to be hysterical, or Saturday, I should say, <laughs> when they get back in the building. It's going, those guys are going to rip him. It'd be a lot better if they won the game, uh, but they're still going to get after him. Look, Carson Wentz, has, uh, I, I'm shocked with how he's played this season. So inconsistent. Sometimes he makes a really good throw, and sometimes you scratch your head going, what the hell is he looking at? Um, but but th those are two teams that are terrible in a terrible division, uh, and it, it, was, it was so bad you couldn't take your eyes off it. Is it one of those things with Carson Wentz, though, guys, where it's – he has nothing around him. Like, he almost has to try to do too much because he has nothing around him. And an offensive line, that's just an absolute sieve, right? I mean, he's the most hit quarterback in the National Football League. He's right there with Joe Burrow and company. And uh, I mean, he, he's in a position where he almost has to try to do too damn much. He almost has to try to make a play, knowing damn yeah. well he's going to get hit. Every single dropback. I think Schubert and I were talking before the show today, and he's like, look at this tweet. And it was somebody talking about how what it must be like to be Carson Wentz, knowing every time you drop back to throw the ball, you're probably going to get hit. And David Carr responded with just the eyeball emoji, like, yep, in there, dude. <laughs> like, you have to do – and he almost has to do too much every single game, you know. And the guy can still play. I know he's getting a bad rap recently, you know. But I, I think the guy's a tremendous quarterback. He's just in a position where he has to do too damn much. And can we talk about this? For a coach who has gotten so much credit with the Philly special in the Super Bowl and discussed about as one of the better play callers in the National Football League, back-to-back -back weeks now on two-point tries that were crucial to the outcome of the football game, 
Peterson going with like a, a quarterback draw, like a quarterback read option, back-to-back weeks, just brutal play calling. Like absolutely yeah. brutal. What does he think he's got Cam Newton? Situations. I know, right? Like you have an offensive <laughs> yeah. line they can't get right, and you're going to run a, a read option on both two-point tries. Now this one didn't come back to bite them. They get the one-point win, but you know a week ago. Against the Ravens, they had to have it to tie the game late, and it was just a they didn't get to the line of scrimmage in time, and it was a brutal play call to begin with. So, um, yeah, I get some question marks about the coaching there in Philadelphia as well, beyond everything else that we just talked about. But yeah, uh, guys, don't look now, but the the Giants right there in the hunt in the NFC. No, East, no, no, baby. no, stay right away, hunt, no, baby. stay away. Tank for Trevor, they're not interested. <laughs> get them out of here. Yeah. They'll win a game late Good in the Lord. season. Don't, don't put that juju out there, Sean, please. Uh, you know, I would agree with you. I think if, if you were listing out the problems with the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz probably towards the bottom of that list. They do Very pick up bottom. a win. They stay in the hunt in the hotly contested NFC East race, which I, everybody has got their eyes glued to who's going to win that division. World Series game three tonight, gentlemen. Walker Bueller, Charlie Morton. One of the better pitching matchups we will see in this World Series. The series is tied 1-1. Each team has uh, has pulled out a victory. This one might go the distance. This one feels like uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Good 60 seconds of baseball, Chris. All right, let's move on. Yep. No, I'm uh, so do you want to uh, move on to the next time? <laughs> <laughs> game three. Listen, I, I, I said this series would go seven. I got the Dodger, the Doyers winning in seven. Schubert, I know you're, you're, a, you're a Rays guy, so I'm not surprised to see this one going back and forth. Uh, really good. Really, really good race team, but that lineup for LA, if they get decent pitching, when they get quality pitching, very difficult to deal with. So I, I, I'm uh, I, I'm still I'm still going to stick with the Dodgers. But tonight, Game Three, it's a pivotal game, man. I hate the I hate the term must oh, win. It's pivotal, the must hate, win Game I, Three, Sean must see, win. I'm going to use the word pivotal because I hate the must word win. must win. But I think for the Rays, <laughs> this is a big game for the Rays. Coming off the travel day uh, yesterday, right? The travel look, day yesterday. Yeah, travel day for both teams <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. yeah, being the being the guy that knows the most about baseball. Mm-hmm. You're our group. baseball expert on this yeah. program. I'm yeah. really I'm excited. excited. I should have went to you first. That's my yeah. fault. I should have went to you first. Yeah, my I know. Um, I'm a I'm a regular. What is his name? Uh, Gomez on ESPN. I can't remember. Pedro, Pedro. Gomez. Um, yeah, yeah. Put some respect yeah, on the man's Gomez. name, look, Jordan. Put some respect yeah. on the man's I, name. I was going to say Pedro, but I, I wanted to be sure. Um, <laughs> look, Walker Bueller's got a great name, so I think he's going to have a hell of a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Morton, I love Morton Steakhouse, but it's just he, I don't just don't. Charlie think Morton, but that's Dodgers. okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Charlie Morton, not Chris yeah. Morton. But so okay, we Dodgers based off the name. You're a steakhouse guy for Morton, but but unfortunately you're going to go yeah. with the the better name. I, I I like that take. I love the take. <laughs> That's a great take. That's I am great again. Take. Apologies for not going to you first on the mm-hmm. baseball topic, Jordan. I will correct <laughs> yeah. that in the future. All right, six topic number three. Baseballer up. Let's go. Topic number three, gentlemen. Uh, with his suspension about to come to an end. It's looking more and more likely that Antonio Brown could be making a return to the National Football League. And I was just going to say, Jordan Simone, the leader in the clubhouse, looks to be the team that you played for in the National Football League, the Seattle Seahawks. All right. So I know what you're thinking. Is this guy going to come in and What am I thinking? Is he going to ruin the team with his with his energy, with his vibes? I think the answer is no. Traditionally, Pete Carroll will always take guys like this that have problems because he's so good at dealing with different personalities. Not to mention that Antonio Brown trained with Russell Wilson in the offseason, so they have a little bit of a relationship there. I think Antonio Brown hit rock bottom, and he's trying to climb back up. Once you hit rock bottom like that in your life, there's only one way you can go. He's got to focus on the things that are important in life. 
less me, more we. Uh, I think Antonio Brown gets on that team. Their offense is only going to get better. Now you got DK Metcalf on Antonio Brown. Um, you got Tyler Lockett at, at receivers. And not to mention, they could get Josh Gordon back off of suspension as well. So that's a team offensively that is very, very scary. If they can figure out their defense a little bit, I'd like to see them trade for somebody defensively to really make this a, a legit Super Bowl team. Uh, but but yeah, that could be a huge sign for the Seahawks. Yeah, and that's and that's my take on this. It's very much like the Cowboys in this in this most recent draft. You don't understand where your team actually is. Do they need an Antonio Brown right now offensively? No, they really don't. With Metcalf and Lockett, it wouldn't hurt. It, it would, I mean, it never hurts, right? If you get that talent, but the, it, it it never hurts if you get that talent and and Antonio Brown understands his role because realize when he goes into this team it's not going to be all about ab he's going to have a role and i hope yeah. jordan i hope you're 100 right when somebody hits rock bottom and everybody's rock bottom is different apparently for ab losing 29 million dollars guaranteed from the raiders still wasn't rock bottom dude decided to go out and be crazy again um so who knows what his rock bottom is has he hit it hopefully uh but i i do think there's only a couple of locker rooms this can work in one of them is Seattle. Pete Carroll, as you mentioned, you totally trust him, right, to get you know, just to kind of keep things right. Uh, and, uh, and and Russell Wilson and the leadership factor there. I think you trust that locker room to maybe not let things get derailed. The other thing to consider is it won't be a big investment from the Seattle Seahawks. It'll probably be a veterans minimum with no dead money long term if they need to, if they bring him in and have to get the hell out. Very similar to what the Patriots were able to do with him after the Raiders debacle. So yeah. uh, is it likely that he's a Seahawk? I think it is. I think somebody gives him a shot. But don't forget, even after the week eight reinstatement from the National Football League, he still has another investigation going on from the NFL as we speak about the uh, the sexual assault allegation from his former trainer. So even when he does get reinstated week eight, he still has an active investigation from the National Football League that could come down at any time. So do we will we see Antonio Brown get signed this year? I think we do. And I think it is Seattle. But for how long and what role is he willing to take? There's a lot of question marks there. Pete Carroll will do his due diligence, and the Seahawks will do what they have. They'll look into every angle of this before they bring him in, and it's not going to be high risk. So why not, right? Uh, So I think it's very likely that he ends up, Chris, with the Seattle Seahawks. For how long, for what role, there's a lot of question marks we'll have to see. I am eagerly awaiting uh, after the signing to Seattle the Simone sound off where Jordan Simone proclaims that the Seattle Seahawks have the best wide receiver core in the National Football League. Would so I'll just write that in. I will pencil that in <laughs> and just await for that video to be released in a couple of weeks. Last one here for you guys, the NFL <laughs> trade market. Uh, seems to be heating up a little bit, right? We, this is not a, a league that is notorious for their in-season trades. Maybe this year a little different because everyone's dealing with COVID and injuries uh, plenty. We saw a big one uh, yesterday. The Vikings trade Yannick Ngakwe, who they acquired from the Jacksonville Jaguars for a first-round pick. They trade him to Baltimore for a third-round pick and a conditional fifth-round pick. So the NFL trade market might uh, might be might be rolling here. The train might be leaving the station. Last, this is where yeah, you guys well, jump in and uh, offer yeah. your thoughts. Well, the last handful <laughs> of years, guys, to be honest, uh, the NFL, you know, when I was growing up, you didn't see trades ever, especially with big no. names. Uh, and the last handful of years, you've seen teams get more active in the trade, you know, before the trade deadline in the NFL. So uh, we'll see, you know, locally here with the Arizona Cardinals, they just don't have 
much in the financial department to make many moves. You know, like people yesterday when the when the 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 deal you just talked about with the Ravens first came down, people looking at it going, "Man, why wouldn't the Arizona Cardinals get in on that after just losing Chandler Jones?" But financially, you just don't have it. You know, it it would be the ultimate rent, and you don't even have the financial to bring him in right now in the current contract. So, it. It doesn't make much sense. So we'll we'll see what what teams are in the buying market, which teams are in the selling market. It's interesting though that the NFL actually has that market now, and really that's yes. just come about in the last ten years. Because when I was growing up, teams didn't trade, and if they did, it was in the off season, and it usually wasn't a big name. You know, like the only one I can think of that was a huge trade when I was a kid was the Herschel Walker move with the Cowboys and the Vikings and so forth. There really weren't weren't many National Football League trades last decade or so. It's opened up a lot, and it makes this time of year actually. Fairly exciting in the NFL. Yeah, and we'll see, right? I, I, I mean, there's Nedron. I think there's a lot of teams that that are close. You know, the Seahawks being one of them. They're close if they if they can add a defensive piece. Um, and and their their GM, John Schneider, is a genius. I mean, he he is great at his job. Uh, him and Pete Carroll working in tandem there, but. Um, I think, you know, that's a team that definitely needs to make a move. And then there's a couple other teams that you look at that are undefeated. You know, Pittsburgh, could they go and and add another receiver to that core or, you know, uh, uh, something something there? I mean, defensively for the Titans, can they add a piece? So there's a lot of of question marks up in the air when it comes to this trade deadline. But um, looking forward to see what happens. I heard J.J. Watt's name was was being thrown around as as a guy that could potentially be targeted in a trade. Well, I mean, GM Bill O'Brien's not there anymore, so I don't think that uh, that is uh, potentially on the table. I don't think that is uh, is a likelihood. But, I, Sean, to your point, we have seen a lot more trades in recent uh, years, specifically this year, I think, because of injuries, because of people dealing uh, with COVID and being put on the COVID IL. It opens teams up for more opportunity to make those phone calls and make those trades. Coming up next on No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone, the Arizona Cardinals bumped to prime time, Sean. Your team getting the boot. Is it because of their defense? And is that defensive success we've seen so far a mirage? We'll get into it next on No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. Gentlemen, let me tell you about Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951, a proud partner of No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. 19 Arizona locations. You've heard me tell you about their 21 dealerships and 17 brands. Doesn't matter where you're at in the valley, north, south, east, or west. Does not matter. Wherever you're at, Earnhardt's got you covered for that new vehicle you've got your eye on. And with the times, social distancing, right? No Bull Express. We tell you about Noble Express at Noble.com. Simply just go to Noble.com, click on the Noble Express tab, and they're going to make this buying process an absolute breeze from right there in your own home. They're going to bring you a vehicle to test drive once you pick out what you're looking for. You're going to finish your finance application right there at your own home over the internet. They're going to deliver your new ride to you once you make your purchase. You don't have to leave the front door to experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices that just absolutely cannot be beat. You know the Earnhardt name. It's a name you can trust. 68-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. That ain't no bull. As I mentioned there in the tease, the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks bumped to prime time. They got the Sunday night game this week because Sean Crespin's Oakland Raiders have uh, about 18 me, people. Las Vegas Sorry. Raiders. That's right. Put I'll put a dollar, dollar in the jar. jar. Sorry. Come dollar on. will go in the jar. Well, my apologies. The Las mm-hmm. Vegas Raiders have about 18 people that are on the uh, COVID reserve list, including the entirety of the offensive line. So uh, in, uh, in abundance of caution, the NFL has moved that game to the afternoon slate because you can't have that uncertainty with your Sunday night game, which means the Cardinals – 
And that vaunted defense that we've seen over the last couple of weeks against the likes of the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets, they get moved to prime time. So my question to you, Sean Crespin, because we were going to talk about this before the news that this game got moved to prime time, is what we are seeing from this Arizona Cardinal defense that I will once again mention took on the vaunted New York Jets and Joe Flacco and the Andy Dalton-led Dallas Cowboys. What we are seeing from this team defensively, are you a buyer, are you a believer, or is it a mirage? You know, for me right now, I can't necessarily buy it because the track record hasn't been there. And and listen, not taking anything away from the Arizona Cardinals, you beat who's on your schedule, you play who's in front of you. But you just went through who's been on their schedule and who's been in front of them. And it was a Jimmy G 49ers team in week one that was beat up. Then you had Dwayne Haskins, who's not even starting anymore for the Washington football team. You know, you've had, uh, you had Joe Flacco starting his first game with the Jets. You then now had Andy Dalton starting his first game with the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of things schedule-wise have kind of broke your way. This weekend, not one of those days that's going to break your way from a defensive perspective. You're bringing in one of the top offenses, if not the top offense, and the top offensive player in Russell Wilson. So we're going to find out whether or not this defense is a mirage. And i got to give them credit, Schubert, because they're playing the, – the, and I don't pretend to know what Jordan Simone does about defensive football in the NFL – but what I see, Jordan, is a defense that is coached pretty well for all the crap we gave Vance Joseph. Some of the blitz packages they rolled out on Andy Dalton uh, in Dallas this past this past Monday were pretty impressive. The way they were able to mask some of the pressure they were sending, the the way they were, how aggressive they were, and with Buda Baker back there, it just feels like a different secondary. Feels like a different defense overall. So, am I willing to give them an opportunity? Am I looking to buy Schubert? Yes, I am. I, I'll let you know after this game so on interested. Sunday night. I'm interested. I'm window shopping right now. Am I okay. ready to buy? Not yet, because the track record's not good, and we haven't seen them take on the who's who of offenses yet in the National Football League. I just mentioned how it's kind of broke their way. We're going to find out Sunday night. So I'm window shopping on this. Is it a mirage? No, I'm not going to say that yet, but I'm not ready to buy. i got to see a little bit more, Simone, but I have, I have been impressed yeah. by what Vance Joseph has brought to the table from a defensive uh, a schematic standpoint, it's been pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah I, I think Vance Joseph called a great game against the Cowboys. The one thing they had working in their favor that they won't this week is that they were playing Andy Dalton, and that guy might as mm -hmm. well have cement strapped to his feet because he can't <laughs> escape the pocket at all. And when you got a guy like Buda Baker coming at you free off the edge, yeah, chances are he's going to get sacked, and we saw that how many times. They also turned the football over twice with Zeke, so they gave the Cardinals the ball several times. And, and to the Cardinals' credit, they took advantage of it and made those plays. Um, so Russell Wilson is a completely different player than Andy, than Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, as I like to call him. And he escapes the pocket and can make people miss better than probably any quarterback in the NFL. And so that's why it's always so tough to play the Seahawks is because these receivers, you might guard them for three seconds and lock them down, but then Russell Wilson escapes, and they're so good – at, at, at having uh, second-chance plays off of Russell Wilson escaping the pocket or running for six yards. That's just demoralizing to a, a DB, uh, the defense. Hey, we brought pressure. It didn't hit. We got a guy running free because you can't cover that long. So that's what makes Russell Wilson so special is his ability to make people miss and get out of the pocket and create uh, these, these long plays. Uh, and so this is going to be the Cardinals' biggest test. As you mentioned, you ran through that list. They haven't, they haven't played a lot of good quarterbacks, but they're going to get their the, the best test 
probably from the best quarterback in the league uh, next to Patrick Mahomes. So it's going to be a fun game. I'm glad they moved it to primetime. I'm shocked that they didn't move the the Tennessee and Steelers game to primetime. CBS with two five and zero teams. I'll tell you that's why it happened because yeah. they were already they yeah. were already yeah. sending Jim Nance and Tony, uh, which is here, also a great game. It's a great go, game to Jim. call. You know, so yeah. I mean, they were already going to. Yeah, they were that's, already going. Is to that CBS. your Tony Romo? Is yeah, that your Tony that, Romo? That's, uh, okay. that, that's my imitation of Frank Caliendo's imitation of Tony Romo. Tony. So it's a very limited. It's a Tony. very limited Tony Romo that you yeah. do, right? Tony. It's not a. <laughs> Here we go, very Jim. limited. But that's why so, that game because okay, that is the Jordan real quick, Shuri. That is the game of the week. The the Steelers yes. Titans yeah. two undefeated teams game of the week. But CBS yeah. was not. They were not relinquishing that game. So you know yeah. the next one down the list, Cardinals and and Seattle. and it should be a great game, right? I mean the Cardinals are fighting for their life in the uh, trying to keep pace, I should say, in the NFC West, a very tough division that you pointed out on Simone Soundoff this week. You know, so it's just, this is a good game, a lot and a lot of high profile. Yeah names too if you go down the list of you know storylines for nbc so i'm not shocked that it got moved in there and i, after- I will say this uh-huh. for the cardinals the san francisco 49ers team they played in week one was healthy they hadn't they hadn't got hurt yet they hadn't lost uh nick bosa they hadn't lost uh solomon they they had jimmy g they had raheem mostert they played a tough team uh in the 49ers the team that just came off the nfc championship was there they got hurt that next week where they lost two d linemen they they went to metlife and to everyone toward their ACL. Yeah, they, but they came into the season without a single wide receiver to speak of. Not, I mean, literally none. They they were bringing guys off the couch. Debo right? Samuel was hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was, and Ayuk wasn't playing yet either. Like they had, I mean, they were yeah. they were bringing dudes off the street to play. Wide but they still had Kittle. They 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 still had. They're mm-hmm. a running football team. Yeah. They're a running Kittle, football team. Kittle they don't rely hurt. on receivers that much. Kittle but. got hurt. I I know, and that's and you're you're 100 right on that. Uh, but Kittle got beat up. Uh, that Buda Baker hit was right before the, first, the end of the first half, if I remember right. And so he was out for the second half. So, um, Oh, yeah, yeah, he hyperextended his He knee. did, yep, with the Buda Baker yeah. hit. So it was a, He it tried was, to play in the second half of that did, game, and he just he was not 100%. You could yeah. tell. That's so they just didn't have things kind of break their way. And again, I'm not taking anything away from the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm not ready to say that yeah. the defensive performance to this point is a complete barrage. But I do need – I'm one of the guys that's, okay, show it to me. Prove it to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't look at the resume right now – and put you up against the Steelers' resume, or you know, or, or the Ravens, or the Colts, who've had some pretty good defensive performances, or the or the 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 Bucks that nobody talks about. That defense is absolutely balling and one of the most underrated defenses in the league. Uh, I can't put you yeah. with those teams because I haven't seen it yet. Show it to me this weekend. You can show it to me. You can show it to a, you, the entire football world on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. So this is a here's, big test. Here's what I would do if I was Vance Joseph. I would take Buda Baker and I'd put him. 10 yards over the center and say, just be a football player. And if, if you're, you don't have anybody, we're going to have guys covered in man. We'll, we'll, we're not going to play a lot of zone, but if Russell Wilson starts escaping the pocket, he's yours. If, if he looks like we'll start sending some pressures to force him out. I want you to just go after him because Russell Wilson just kills teams with his feet, extending drives third and 11 Russell Wilson runs for a first down because linebackers can't stick with him. Put Buda Baker up in that, up in the, uh, in the front seven and let him just be a ball player. Let him react off Russell's eyes to, to, to quick game uh, and then to the run game as well. But put him in there. He's got to be a factor and he's got to try to take away Russell Wilson running the football. And Jordan, I think that's a great point because if they, if the Cardinals are able to limit those drives that should stall out for the Seahawks, yeah. that Russell Wilson is able to extend, then this game is a much closer game, and the Cardinals have have a yeah. recipe to win. It's when they, when when the Seahawks are supposed to go three and out, and Russell Wilson keeps a drive alive, and they put three points on the board. Those are back breaking yeah. drives for an opposing team to deal with. Now, you brought Absolutely. the former player. 
uh, angle. I'm going to bring the analytics angle just to bother Sean here, here as we wrap we up go. this segment. Nerd alert! So, so here you go. No, this backs up, this backs up your point. Mm -hmm. The statistic DVOA, which I believe I've brought up on this program before, I will mm -hmm. not go through an explanation of it. You can read it on your own time because I'm done trying to explain it to Sean every time we discuss this statistic. Seattle's number one in offensive DVOA. The Cardinals haven't faced a team inside the top 10 at all this season. When you look at all of the teams on their schedule, they haven't faced a team inside the top 10. This will be the first time they do, and it's the team that sits number one. So this is their biggest test defensively of the season, hands down. What is the not DVOA? Even a question. <laughs> so, 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 Jordan, I'll explain to you because Sean doesn't get an explanation because I've attempted to do it, I, I just, think, I'm five or six times. Okay, go yeah. ahead. So mm. it, it, is, it is a statistic which is defensive value over adjusted. So what it is is it takes a team's efficiency rate. So let's say it's first and 10 and they pick up five yards. Okay, that's great. But if on third yeah. and third and six they only pick up five, that doesn't mean as much because they didn't pick up the first down. So it's very situational yeah. dependent. It talks about efficiency. It adjusts for opponents. And it comes out with a percentage that shows you how much better you are than what an average team's output would be. Yeah. You with me? Are you good? Yep. Yep. No. So you understood it better than Sean has it's in the 18 I, times I've attempted it, to explain it. It's not that I don't understand your DV, 9 or 5, whatever statistics. It, it's that there's so many factors at play as to why dude didn't pick up six yards and only got five that i can't Look you it. can't put a number value on it i just can't i can't get on board 100 percent. let the computers do their job sean thank you i, I know you're i know you're in your I 40s i know mm -hmm. it's scary mm -hmm. let the computers do their job okay mm -hmm. I'm, I'm he's only still 30. trying to figure out how to use his smartphone i'm only Jordan, 38 so just give, I'm, I'm give only him a 30. break only 38 you're getting yeah. closer to the 40 i am getting close should throw a big hey, celebration where's your, ben, where's you your ben affleck hat um well, he got a haircut, Jordan. You see, you yeah. you you bashed him cut. so much with the Aflac love him. that he got a haircut. I was only rocking the hat because I hadn't got a haircut in like three months, and it was out of control, man. So that's the only reason I had the hat on. That you 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 so so graciously said at one point I looked like I was a combination of a dude going to rec basketball or Easter dinner, and I thought that okay, <laughs> if Simone's gonna start throwing those out on the podcast, man, I gotta get this. I gotta get the hair did. So I went and got the haircut. Especially, so I don't even know where the hat is. Simone is over here somewhere. Attaboy. I have no idea. No idea. Especially compared to the hair day that Jordan Simone is having on the program, oh, it's, it. it's a tough, it's a tough Phenomenal. comparison. I mean, to have. Can, can they see it? I mean, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. Just get really close to the camera. I, can't we can't hear it. you, oh but at least gosh. we can see the hair. It looks fantastic. If my face yeah, wasn't so ugly, I would, I would be in good shape. It's true. And on that note, coming up next on Noble with uh, Chris <laughs> Crespin and Simone, the tank for Trevor is on. One former NFLer says Trevor Lawrence should stay in school if a certain team gets the number one pick. We'll get into it next on No Bull with Chris Preston and Simone. I don't like talking about this because Roddy White just slandered the New York football Jets. And the reason why we're bringing this up in these comments that he made earlier in the week, the Jets announced today that most likely everything goes according to plan and it has so far sam donald is going to return under center for the new york jets and play quarterback this sunday there are rumors that are starting to float out there about the jets trading sam donald the dallas cowboys are a team that has come up in that uh, in that conversation so you have that and then you have roddy white's comments saying that trevor lawrence should return to clemson if the new york jets get the number one pick and after my immediate just hatred the fact that Roddy White took a shot at the New York Jets my initial thought was guys don't do this anymore guys don't leave millions of millions of dollars by the way I think the total amount is like 12 million 
that that Trevor Lawrence would leave on the t- on the table because that was the guaranteed money that Joe Burrow got. No guy is going to leave twelve million dollars on the table to not go pro. What they will do is they'll do the Eli Manning. The oh, I'm not playing for you, San Diego. I don't want to play for the Chargers. Trade me someplace else, right? And that seems more likely than Trevor Lawrence going. You know, you know what? I'm going to risk my entire career and risk. By the way, we don't have to go that far back to see what happened with Tua and that hip injury. I'm going to risk potentially a, a career-threatening injury to just not play for the New York Jets. Well, isn't it kind of career-threatening to go to the New York Jets right now? As How dare a, you, sir? And I'm How not dare even trying, you? I'm not even trying to be a smartass about this, knowing that you're a Jets fan. But isn't it somewhat career-threatening to go to the Jets in the current makeup from top down, from, from general manager to head coach to weapons around you to issues across the board, isn't that somewhat career-threatening as well? Sure, you might get a nice first round, first overall contract, right? But you're also locked into the New, to the New York Jets for an absolute minimum of five years. Four years plus the the, the fifth year option for first round draft picks, and then that oh oh they have this franchise tag thing. So now let's make it six years. You're locked into the New York Jets, and seven years that you're locked into the New York Jets. So could be up to eight years. Is it is it somewhat career threatening to make that move? I don't think Roddy White is that far out of line on these comments, guys. I I I don't. And Schubert, you're right. You always run the risk going back. You saw the Tua thing. Right, I think didn't Matt Leinart go back and he went from what should have been maybe the first overall pick to the Arizona Cardinals down at I believe ten or something along those lines, cost himself a ton of money. Um, I just I think there's always a risk to go back, but you also have to put yourself in a position to succeed. I think fit, coaching, and things around you that you have no control over once you're a part of a franchise can really dictate what your career trajectory ends up being, right? I mean, the guys that end up with a lot of success really quickly usually mm-hmm. have things around them. Usually it's stable coaching, which is hard to find with a team that's going to be picking in the top five. It's stable front office. It's uh, a defense around you that you don't have to do everything on your own. It's a running game. You know what I mean? Like the guys that you see have success really quickly usually have some semblance of, those qualities on their football team if not all of those qualities in their football team and which one of those qualities do the jets have right now chris schubert no it's none of them right and 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 i get that right and and i'll ask this to jordan right jordan you're the you're the former player is this a thought that ever enters your mind if you're trevor lawrence do you do you consider this in the slightest who might be picking number one uh no i i think for for trevor lawrence it's I want to be drafted number one overall. I think you look at Joe Burrow and everybody talking this same conversation. Oh, if Cincinnati has the pick, does he do it? Yeah, and look how it's turned out. He's 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 gave that franchise life. Um, obviously, Zach Taylor has a big deal to do with that, a good young head coach, but he's gone in there and he's made them extremely competitive where they were maybe a laughing stock last year. So I think it's a similar situation with the Jets. You get a guy like Trevor Lawrence, he breathes energy into your program everybody's excited from the top of the organization down saying we got this guy now who could who could potentially uh, help us get out of this rut you go draft a couple other big time players trade for a couple guys all of a sudden uh you know adam gase i I don't know if he's the guy i schubert you'd probably be able to answer that better than i would but is he the guy that you want to lead your team okay so that's that's another i want him gone yesterday and so that's another problem if you'll get trevor lawrence go get a young offense find somebody that can help mold him into a true pro or even a you know a guy with a lot of experience get somebody in there that's going to demand um you know a different level out of these players and and bring some that 
that fan base to, to, to that team because the New York Jet fan base is actually really good. There's a lot of diehard Jets fans that even through all of these losses are still going to be Jets fans. But Trevor Lawrence is not thinking, uh, no, I don't want to go there. He's going to go, if I'm, I'm going number one overall, I want to go you know, where whoever wants me. I want to go to the team that wants me the most. If it's the Jets, then hell yeah, let's go Jets. Joe Bur- Everything you said about Joe Burrow is correct. He's, he's breathed life into the Bengals. Um, will the Bengals breathe life into his career? And what I mean by that is if this dude continues to get hit the way he's been hit throughout the season this year, he's not going to have a long career. He's going to have a David Carr-type career, right? David Carr breathed life into the Texans initially. Uh, I mean, their first-ever game was against the Dallas Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys. They were the first expansion team to win their first-ever game in so long. And it was, look at this quarterback they got. The Texans are off on the right foot. Uh, but then they weren't. Right, because the quarterback got his ass kicked every week, week in and week out, and they weren't. And David Carr's career wasn't. So you got to be careful. Uh, and I'm with you, Jordan. Got to like, build around him. Yeah. How do you say no if you're a guy that's going to go first overall? It's it's very difficult. Yeah, no. <clears throat> but I do. I mean, I I don't think Roddy White is as out of line as people made him out. No, to he's be out of line, Sean. He's out of line slandering the New York because, Jets. Okay. Because no. Fit, Fit in the National Football League is a big thing. And also, listen, the, the Jets aren't the Bengals. I mean, we, we, the Bengals have had a tough stretch in the last five years or so. But this is also a team that's made the playoffs five out of the last ten years. So it's, it's not like the Bengals are the New York Jets. How dare you? You know what I mean? Again, no offense. <laughs> Two but... conference championship games, okay? Hang on, let, me, the... let me go to your well, football yeah. reference Re- page. Gosh, yeah, Rex Ryan took, took Mark Jets. Sanchez to two AFC championship games in back-to-back years. Yeah. Now, they lost both of those games. The season ended in failure, but mm-hmm. they were there. You guys have won more. Go than... ahead. Do your research. Go ahead. Pull you've up won, the pro football you've, reference you've, page for the Jets. You've won more than five games <laughs> once. Since 2015, and those playoff appearances you talk about go back to 2009 and 2010. Like, I mean, it's that's absolutely rough. So, listen, what I what I advise Trevor Lawrence to wrap up the conversation here. Would I advise him to to sit out to go back to Clemson? Probably not. Dude looks like he's ready to play right now, right? He looks like he's ready to play. He looks, you know, go get that money when you can, lock up that contract, and do you. But I, I. I don't think Roddy White is that out of line because fit is a big deal. And are the New York Jets a fit? Do you trust their front office to put things around them? Do you? Tr- I, I don't. So he's not that far out of line. Not going to tell the kid to go back and turn down money, but Roddy White's not that far out of line. I don't like the slam. Dabo, Dabo won't tell him would, no. to do that either. Would you, would you be on board with him going the Eli Manning route? Now, Eli, understand what happened with the Eli Manning route. He had Archie Manning, who carries a lot of weight in the football world, helping him through that process. Trevor yes. Lawrence won't have, won't have that. I don't know if Trevor no. Lawrence has yeah. the clout to go to a team and say, if you draft me, I won't play for you. If you draft me, I won't play for you. I'll sit out and I'll just, you know, I'll come back. Don't draft me. I, it's harder to do that when you don't have Archie Manning and your brother isn't, isn't Peyton, you know? So I know people say, well, what about yeah. going down that road? That's a much difficult, much more difficult road than people make it out to be. It's difficult, but like I wouldn't like if he did that, I would say, yeah, like the Jets deserve that. The Jets are so poorly run. They deserve a franchise altering quarterback to tell them no, thank you. Right. They deserve that. Him going back to school only really hurts himself because you know what the Jets will do? They'll just take another quarterback with number one. But if he came out of the draft, came out to the draft and then said, no, Jets, I don't want you to pick me. That's even more insulting. 
right? That shows the Jets how bad of a franchise they are. So I have no issue with him doing that. And I think he might do that. I think that's certainly an option on the table for him to to go down that road. I think he comes out and he plays for who drafts him. And I think he's he's got all the tools to be a successful NFL quarterback. You just hope he I doesn't agree. get the hell kicked out of him and his career go down a, a, a road that he has no control over. That's the only thing. He's a good kid too. Yeah. He's a good kid. And he yeah. he's not, he's less, he's a perfect example of we, not me. And so he's going to go, whatever drafts me, I'm going to love that team. I'm going to, I'm going to lead that team as, as best I can. I think that's his person. That is the second time you've mentioned we, not me. Maybe we should get a t-shirt made and sell it on our website I because like it's the second time during the show. Maybe you, we should change the that. name of our show. To we not me. Okay, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop. No, it. Uh, wrapping no, up. No, coming up to no, okay. no bull with with we not me. All right, we'll we'll, we'll workshop we'll, that one. We'll yeah. we'll workshop it. We'll put it out to a focus group and we'll see what happens. Coming up next on no bull with Chris Crespin yeah. and Simone, we will wrap up playing a little buy or sell. We got Carson Wentz, Antonio Brown, potentially the greatest video in the history of the internet, and. A new scented candle that has us in the mood for Thanksgiving. All of it in Buy or Sell next on No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone. Hey, I, I got to tell you guys about my friends over at Earnhardt Auto Center. Sean, you know them as well as I do. If you're going to go buy a new car in the Valley, there's only one name that you should trust. It's Earnhardt Auto Center's No Bowl since 1951. And I got to tell you, with social distancing and everything going on right now, they're running a program, no bullet. I did it. I called them up. I said, hey, I want to test drive a, a brand new Lexus. They drove it straight to my house. I got to drive it around for the day. It was an extremely easy process. And look, if you're uh, if you're sitting at home and you're like, man, I would love to go test drive a car, but you know, I'm just, you know, I'd rather not, you know, go be around in public. They'll drive it straight to you. As I mentioned, uh, it, it's a super easy process. I loved it. I, uh, I, I almost pulled the trigger on one, but there's not a better name to trust in the Valley. Earnhardt Auto Centers. Go to noble.com. Go to their express option, noble.com. That ain't no bull. I love this. I, 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 we need to do a power rankings of the music that we have on this show. This might be number one. The buy or sell music that we have. Uh, you know, the, um, <laughs> the line is right. Game show music the line is, is really right close. Is pretty solid. And since you're going to bring that up, like we can't just no, have the listeners not know what the line is right one is. I mean, this is this is solid right here, baby. This is good. Yeah, that's good stuff. This wow, sounds like really it was on Full House at one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's game show music. The line is right. It is very good game show yeah. music. But, but that is not what Wednesdays. we're doing here today. That's, that's on, on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Where yeah. Sean loses every week and the line is right. Uh, this is buy or sell time. And uh, Jordan, I don't think you were here when we did buy or sell last weekend, so I'll give you a quick rundown. I throw out a statement. You tell me if you're going to buy or sell it. I have a nice little sound effect that I'll play based on your answer, and then we can discuss. So while I get the sound uh, board ready to go here, gentlemen, and we are good to go on my end, statement number one, Sean, I'll start with you. Buy or sell. The reason why I'm having you go first is because I'm just going to play the sounder for Simone. Okay. You would add Antonio Brown to your undefeated locker room. Buy or sell Sean Crespin? I am going to surprise you with this one. I'll buy it, what? Schubert. I will buy this one. I absolutely will. There you go. Um, the, re the reason why is because it's extremely low risk, right? If this, We're talking about Seattle here. We're talking about Pete Carroll. We're talking about Russell Wilson. We're talking about leadership within that locker room. I think if things start to go haywire with no guaranteed cash beyond you know very minimal veterans minimum contracts like 
there's no, there's no risk here. So if things start to get ridiculous, if things start to be go go haywire, which you trust Pete Carroll, you trust Russell Wilson to understand when they are and make the proper proper moves, and the fact that you can cut them at any time, it's not going to hurt you. It's extremely low risk. So will I bring them in? Yes. Will I be committed to them? Nope. No. First sign that that dude is, is going to be an issue, you're out. So, yeah, you're bringing him into an undefeated locker room right now. Things are rolling for you if you're Seattle. Uh, I've got no problem with it. I'll buy it. Bring him in. The second you see something and you trust Pete Carroll, you trust Russell Wilson to do so, he's out. But I would bring him in. Buy that. Jordan, I got you. Don't worry. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I completely agree with everything Sean just said wholeheartedly. I don't think there's anything I can add to it other than Pete Carroll is great in these situations. Management is great at, at being honest with people, treating them like pros and being up front saying, hey, you have one chance here. If you make a mistake, you're done. And, and, and you know, it's very similar to that Patriot situation. Hey, we're going to bring you in. If, if you make a mistake, you're gone. And I think that's exactly what the Patriots did. And I think it's a great move for the Seattle. Statement number two here in buy or sell. Sean, I'll go to you first once again. Carson Wentz is a quality NFL quarterback, buy or sell? Carson Wentz is an outstanding NFL quarterback. Carson Wentz has absolutely nothing around him. Carson Wentz led the Eagles to the playoffs last year with guys like you and I playing wide receiver who were coming off the, uh, you know, basically coming off their couch late in the year. So Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Carson Wentz at times has the, the tendency to maybe try to do too much. Carson Wentz, at times, has to try to do too much because of what's around him right now in Philadelphia, uh, which is a whole lot of not much. So um, I, I'll, I, I'll buy it. Carson Wentz okay, is I, a quality quarterback. Uh, I went long-winded there. I didn't know what yeah, you were doing. Yeah, I'll buy it. I, I still think he can. I have, I have confidence in him. I know the Eagles, and you mentioned it earlier in the show, Schubert, a lot of Eagle fans and a lot of Eagles people are ready to move on, but I'll tell you this. He is at the absolute bottom of the list of your issues right now in Philadelphia. He really is. If you see the turnovers, if you see him trying to do too much, or you scratch your head on a couple of plays, it's because the dude has to do too much at times. I'll buy that for sure. Now, Jordan Simone on my screen is completely frozen, but yeah. the face that his frozen video has made <laughs> is, I'm just going to do this for him. Because I think I know his answer based on the way he reacted yeah. to you. We're going to have to have Jordan Simone, if you can hear us, hang up and call back. Uh, right yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're all frozen up He's, on the screen. Well, no, because you know what? I think this picture should stay for the rest of the show. <laughs> so I think if he comes back, he should just come back in audio-only version. Okay. Because the face that he made in reaction to your take froze the program that we I, record the show. It is completely I took a locked it up. Yeah. So that needs to go out on Twitter uh, for the program because mm -hmm. that was fantastic stuff there. Uh, so, Jordan Simone, I, I believe you're back with us now. Are you buying or selling that Carson Wentz is a quality NFL quarterback? Yeah, he's not back with us yet. He is not oh, back what? with us at this point. Yeah, so we'll, we'll I, I look like he was there. In the industry, we'll do what we will we'll effort to get Jordan Simone uh, back. <laughs> His internet is is not exactly cooperating with him right now, um, but we will effort to get Jordan Simone back on the program. Okay. So we do can you want move me to on. move on, on to the on next to, question? Yeah, we okay. can move on to the next question. So this one, we have the video for. Sean, do you have the ability to cue this up for us? I do, actually. Us? Would you like to okay. see the video? So uh, before I ask the question, I would like to see potentially the greatest video. And it appears is that Jordan Simone is back. Yes, welcome back. Hey, wait, Jordan I, I actually want to answer to the last question. I know you probably Okay, go ahead really quickly. 
but I'm no, selling Carson. Yep, Wentz, I had you. Don't so, worry, buddy. You brought him up last year that they went to the playoffs. They went to the playoffs in one of the worst divisions in football. The Redskins were three and thirteen. The Giants were four and twelve. Uh, the, the Washington Cowboys football were eight team. and eight. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Sorry. And the Eagles got into the playoffs at nine and seven. They're not a good football team. Carson Wentz is very inconsistent he doesn't look good he's holding on to the ball too long he doesn't look confident granted he doesn't have a lot of weapons around him he didn't have two of his best tight ends yesterday but it's just not it's not the direction that you want to go if you talk to any eagles fan they will agree with you and they want to see jalen hurts get an opportunity i got you i got you i'll just hit it again for you (laughs) moving on to our i believe our third question and we have the video for this sean can you can you cue this up Now, we're going to have to describe this to those who are not watching the video version, but this is in game two of the World Series in which I think the greatest thing ever occurred. So a home run gets hit and there is a gentleman that catches the ball. Now, this is an older gentleman, probably Sean's age, maybe a little bit older. Hey, come on. And he catches the ball and he catches the ball in the glove. He celebrates and his celebration is so great that he launches his glove onto the field. So you know how you're supposed to throw a home run back if the opposing team hits it. This gentleman, in just so excited, he threw his glove back. So that leads us to the question, gentlemen. And please let the video just keep rolling while we're discussing this because this is the greatest thing that I've seen all day today as he just launches the glove. Buy or sell, if you are over the age of 16, you can no longer bring a glove to the ballpark. Jordan Simone. <laughs> Over the age of 16, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell that. I think yeah, everybody should be able to bring a glove. You know, that's that's something that you grow up doing. And you know what? If you're a little older, you want to bring a glove, just don't throw it back into the field, man. What are you doing? It's he's ridiculous. so excited. He's so excited. No, like, I, I don't know what he's thinking. I, I think he blacked just, out because he couldn't believe he caught it. He just went. I mean, he he would just threw his glove back in. I don't it's know just what's so going good because he's head. celebrating with the ball, and then the glove just comes after. <laughs> look at, it's just look so at, good. Uh, a shirt with a deep V like that should tell you everything you need to know about somebody. <laughs> and he's not wearing his mask properly either. And in this world, oh, the Phoenix have been out since 2012, bro. <laughs> so Jordan Simone is selling out. the idea. Just, I'm Sean Crespin. I'm buying okay. it, dude. Like if you if you go to the ballpark, just catch the damn ball with your hands. Like I mean, you're. You really got to bring a glove, you know? Like what? If you got to. Yeah, we don't need to bring a glove to the ballpark. You got to barehand it out here. Just catch the ball. Yeah, you barehand it. Catch, the, catch ball. the ball. Catch it with your beer. Catch you it with your that. beer too. That's, that's you can do that. Head. That's that's fair game. Mm-hmm. But look at uh, this I'm gentleman, you, man. John. He's 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 stoked. That we have you guys <laughs> ever caught a ball at a ball game? Have you ever been to a ball game where you actually caught a ball? Yes. I have. Let's watch it one more time, too. By the way, this is a fantastic catch. He reaches up, Fox Sports, falls back into the seats behind him, <laughs> and he just he doesn't know what to do with himself. Uh, yeah, he's blacked out. I've never, I've never, I've never been lucky enough. Let me get the uh, little graphic off the screen there. I've never been lucky. He probably enough had to, uh, twelve Bud Heavies before that game. Probably, yeah. Probably. Clearly, he Respect launched it. the glove and just didn't care. He was just so excited yeah, that it was yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah, if you're yeah. over the age of 16, you don't need to bring a glove to the ballpark. No, just yeah. catch the nope. damn ball. Yeah, come on. It's like the guys and that also, show up. Baseball fans are, are awkward that way. They'll bring the glove to the ballpark. Some guys will go as far as to like wear full uniform as if they're going to yeah, run no, out of don't players do that. late. No, and yeah, gonna yeah. I'm going to sell that. Don't do that. I mean, you got it. Don't Baseball do that. fans are quirky as all get out anyway. <laughs> but you don't bring the glove to the ballpark after you're over the age of 16. You just don't. 
And the last one to wrap up what has been a wild ride of a program today. Mm-hmm. Buy or sell. Sean brought this to the table. There is apparently a new mashed potatoes scented candle. Now, mm-hmm. we're not buying or selling the concept of that candle because I think sell, that's easy. Sell, we would sell, sell that as a show. $14, by the way, the company is selling their <laughs> yeah, mashed potatoes scented candle. Here, I'll just hit it again for us. Sell, mm-hmm. Yeah, sell, We don't need that. But it led us to a conversation. Are we buying or selling mashed potatoes as the best Thanksgiving side dish? I know it's October, but we're going to ask this question right now. Jordan Simone, are you buying or selling mashed potatoes as the best Thanksgiving side dish? Ah, man, that's so tough. I'm buying it. I'm a big mashed potatoes guy on Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes and gravy. I I agree. Sean? I'll tell you, Jordan, no, I'll I'll go one step further. Sean's going to say green beans or some shit. No, it is. (laughs) Asparagus. It is is not Thanksgiving dinner without mashed potatoes and gravy. I'll I'll 100% agree with you. You have to have mashed potatoes and gravy, so I'm buying that. It is by far the best side. Okay. I mean, there's You were shaking your head like... Well, like, no, it's cranberry sauce. No, I'm, I'm well, not, guys, I, I don't even do cranberries on things. Don't, guys? Even, don't even touch them. I don't even touch them. Sell, sell, sell. I'm selling Whoa, this. Schubert. I am selling this. Wow. It, this it is... is not number one. It is a it is a necessity. But I think there are two things that are also necessities the and they mean more with you. You need stuffing without stuffing. It ain't Thanksgiving dinner. So that ranks higher than mashed potatoes. And I'm going out on a limb because I've started doing it in the last five to ten years. Homemade macaroni and cheese is above mashed potatoes as a necessary Thanksgiving side dish. So Dude, I'm selling. Stop the program. I am can't selling work with this kid anymore. This Sean has left the program. I can't, do it. I can't do it. Can't work with him anymore. I'm sorry. It, it, it's number three, but it's it's not number one. It's is that an three. East Coast thing? Is that like an East Probably. Coast? Probably. It, it might I mean, be. If you grew it up on the be. West Coast, like if you said that to anybody on the West Coast, everyone's gonna be like, "What's wrong with you?" But maybe on the East Coast. People will be like, people will be like, yeah, man, stuffing. That's our thing. Those are all pretty good things. Stuffing, mac right? And I'm cheese. not. I mean, like one, one A, one B, one C, really. Potatoes. No. Now, do you mix yeah, a little no, corn in your mashed potatoes? potatoes? Do you mix a little corn in no, there? No, food. My food can't touch. My, my foods can't I touch each known other. Known you were that guy. So, like, my known. plate has like dividers are you, that I use to. No, I'm not kidding. I'll send you a picture when I go I to Thanksgiving. Want, I don't want the picture. I don't want the picture. I've had the pleasure yeah. of meeting of meeting your dad and your parents, and they're great people. I don't know what happened yeah. to you, man. Nah, it, happened something happened. Yeah, what something happened. happened. Hey, did you guys ever have like that her. bowl from KFC? The one that you could now that's that different man, sir, because no, it's prepared that. that way. Do you it's eat prepared Chipotle? that way? Like, do you eat Chipotle? I mean, it's all kinds of mixed up. Uh, but when it's it, because it's designed, well, I don't know why we're going off on this tangent to because close the show, but it's you're desi- insane. That's why we're going off but on it's, this tangent. It's designed that way, right? When you make a burrito, it is designed to combine things. When you when you have you know like a, a steak and fries, those two things aren't designed to go together. So I'll add this in there. This is probably not a great thing to say on the show because we'll go down another tangent. I eat things one at a time. So like if I go to like like uh, McDonald's, Burger King, any fast food joint, and I get like chicken fries and regular fries, or you know a Wendy's double cheeseburger or whatever, I eat the fries first, and then I go to the cheeseburger. I don't eat things together. When's the last time you've been to Burger King? First of all, (laughs) I thought Burger Um, King was out of business. (laughs) Are they still a while ago? A while ago. Which brings me to my next point. Mm -hmm. How is Arby's still in business? Does anyone eat Arby's? They have the meat. Okay, Jordan. Let's go. I mean, oh, then you I have the meat sweats. I haven't been to Arby's in probably fifteen or twenty years. But how are they in business? Who is, always... I want to know. I want. I want a head count. I want to know who's keeping them in business. <laughs> is it a front? They have good curly fries. Are they laundering money for drugs? What's going well, they, on there? How are they? They still have in good curly fries. 
Yeah, but when was the last oh, time you were there? Oh, their curly fries are bomb. Jordan's not wrong, See? though. When was the last time you That's were there? What, their curly fries were good when I had them 22 years ago. Yeah, like when was the last time you were there, Schubert? It, it's, it's been a while, but it is in the rotation of is things it? I get. I do. Yeah, I it is. Here's the other thing. I couldn't even tell you where one is located right now. I actually yeah, lived you, next to one mm -hmm. in my old apartment. And you didn't go to it? Never went there one time. I it, never that, saw that tells you everything you need to know. If, and my memories tell me it was still delicious. I just don't know why. I don't go to You know what? Roast beef sandwich. Maybe on the next show, we should do Arby's. All of us should get Arby's and enjoy it. Maybe they'll become an official sponsor because Monday. Lord knows they need it. Monday. <laughs> Lord knows they need it. Yeah, so on that note... Mm -hmm. Uh, hey, subscribe for to, the show. to the show. Yeah, thank you. I was just going to set you up for that, Jordan. You can subscribe to the show. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Anchor. Uh, rate the show. Subscribe to the show. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to the program. Always like your feedback on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can tweet all of your bad food takes at me at Shoe Radio. Uh, you can tweet all your bad gambling uh, takes at S Crespin zero two. Yep. And. Jordan, what do you want people to take up with you on Twitter at Jordan Simone thirty eight? Whatever they they want, they'll send it to you. So whatever you want, uh, send me wise. Send me your favorite pictures of Arby's. Uh, send me a picture of your favorite Arby's. Okay, Don't send forget, a picture of your favorite Arby's food to Sunday at Jordan morning Simone at nine o'clock. Join us live on Facebook Live and on uh, YouTube as we uh, we have Noble Live nine o'clock on Sundays. Get you set for your football Sunday as well. On that note, yep. everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Sunday if you join us for Noble Live. If not, the three of us will be back together on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody.